0: off your first three months. Now here's your host of The Fight Podcast, Sergio Vicente. What up, what up, what up? Welcome, welcome to The Fight Podcast. I am your host, Serge Vicente, and we have a great show for you today. Um, We have this week's prospect alert, as well as recapping the big UFC 229 weigh ins but before we get into all that, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off of your first three months. Remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at The Fight Podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. Support the show by checking me out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. Listen on iTunes and SoundCloud and don't forget to subscribe, listen, rate, and purchase merch today. Look, I've heard we've, I hope you have all had a great week. Um, Fall is finally here and we cannot wait. At least I can't. I can't wait for UFC 229 this weekend, Conor vs. Khabib. I've already had a couple episodes breaking down the the fight that was in last episode. If you haven't had an opportunity to check it out, go ahead and check out episode 32. I do my complete fight breakdown um, for the fight this upcoming weekend. Shoot, the fight today. So I can't wait. I have been watching film and every little bit of fight breakdown that I can possibly find training trying to see uh, with this fight because look as much as I hate to admit it this is a huge fight 100% this is the biggest fight in UFC history now and I'll go ahead and rate a couple other ones that I think might have had a little bit more importance to obviously the Forrest Griffin, Stefan Bonner, tough finale, episode worse, I said season one finale, that 100% was the biggest fight in MMA history, that's where something like a 2 million people in a time span of the fight started watching it and it was strictly based on word of mouth, it's crazy, that by far was the most important fight for mma history but this fight coming up might have some serious serious implications as well but before i get into all the film i've been watching and all the breakdowns and all the weigh-ins and what i thought of the weigh-in show we have to talk about this week's prospect alert so prospect alert Prospect Alert is where we show love to up-and-coming prospects who have the skills and the talent but might not be household names just yet. So this week, we're going to take the time out to salute one of the nastiest prospects in the world who's currently wreaking havoc on Bellator's featherweight division. AJ McKee. Look, this kid is 23 years old. Super young. He's 5'10" at 145 pounds so being 5'10 he's already super long for the weight class he's big for the weight class he has to cut a lot of weight to get there but he shows how much faster and explosive this kid is so let me go ahead and break it down this kid is 12 and 0 he has five ko's three subs so, if you're going out there with AJ McKee, more often than not, you get finished. More than half of his fights, man, he finishes people. He's extremely versatile. His last fight, he destroyed the super, 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 super tough John Teixeira in the one minute and seven seconds of the very first round. He's trained in LA by his dad. He's a retired MMA MMA vet, Antonio McKee. Antonio McKee was a monster in his own right also. 29 and 6. AJ also trains with fellow Bellator Rising Star Aaron Pico. I've talked about Aaron Pico in episode actually 31. We went ahead and broke down how incredible Aaron Pico is as a competitor and athlete. Um, but what he means to MMA. And check it out. This kid is training with Aaron Pico. And at this point in time in his career is arguably better. And they train together. They're boys. They both get trained by. By AJ's dad, Antonio. They've also talked about in the future what happens because they both currently fight at 155 or 145 pounds. AJ's big man. I see AJ vying for a title within the next few months and then bumping up to 155 pounds. By the end of 2019, AJ McKee will most likely be fighting at 155 pounds and fighting against Michael Chandler for the chip. By 2020, 100% AJ McKee will be a belt holder in Bellator. He's super long. He's super rangy. He throws a variety of strikes. So he's always mixing it up. Very, very tough with the grappling. He will shoot-in. He has a really, really high takedown accuracy. And he's tough to get taken down. His takedown defense is second to none. He mixes up his strikes better than most young fighters, especially anybody who's only 23 years old. To the body, to the head, to the head, to the body, leg kicks, shoots for a takedown. He has two fights in a row, finishing with two vicious knockouts. Like I talked about against Shashira, one punch left hook, boom, he's done. The fight before that, some poor blown up 135 pounder got called up. And again, a lot of these fights are on short notice. Because a lot of fighters don't want to fight AJ McKee. He just competed two weeks ago, so he doesn't have anything strictly on the books just yet. But when AJ McKee is going to go ahead and compete soon, I will break it down for you guys Um, That's all I have to say Today for this week's Prospect alert The beast is himself 12-0 AJ McKee Boom Yeah 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 That is this week's prospect alert. AJ McKee, like I said, guys, he's a complete animal. Um, Keep your eyes open for that kid. He is going to be something special. I'm telling you, man, Bellator, they're doing it right. Some of the prospects they have, AJ McKee, Aaron Pico, Ricky Bandejas, James Gallagher, they're setting themselves up. For, I mean, real success in the future. And we've talked about it time and time again. If the UFC does not play their cards right. If Dana White continues to treat his athletes like trash. He will continue to lose people to Bellator. Bellator is growing. They have an incredible deal with Dazzin, They're becoming more global and more wide. With what they have going on with Bellator kickboxing and much more, man. So, I'm telling you, UFC needs to watch out. Bellator is doing it the right way. Look at what they have with the tournament. This welterweight Grand Prix is better than anything the UFC currently has going on right now. And yes, I am talking about the McGregor Khabib fight. I am far more excited about what's going to happen at the end. Of that tournament than anything else. What's going to happen with Rory? He just got dealt with. The fact that he just got dealt with. What's going to happen? And now his belt is on the line. In January. I don't know if his nose is still intact. So what's going to happen with that? The storylines that Bellator currently has going on right now. Are far more compelling Than the UFC currently has. So Bellator salute to you. Keep it up. UFC. Step your game up. They have this great deal coming up with ESPN. I would like to believe. That they're going to go ahead and go out there. And really. Do the thing. They're really going to continue putting MMA. To another level but when i turn around and i see and this is something really interesting that recently happened i'm not a huge teddy atlas fan but teddy atlas former um world renowned trainer boxing commentator for espn boxing analyst all around boxing guy like i said he used to train mike tyson Was a disciple of Customato. He knows his stuff. And one thing he said when boxing started going downhill, and he said this recently, I believe it was two weeks ago on Joe Rogan's MMA show. He said the moment that boxing started promoting fights along with fighters, when promoters started promoting along with fighters, is when boxing became entirely too corrupt. And that's when he believes it started going downhill. I look over at UFC 229. I see the big UFC banner. In small print, I see McGregor promotions. On the canvas, they said there's going to be proper 12. Blatant, blatant, blatant. Conflict of interests. All the... (laughs) But it is. It is a conflict of interest and it makes me worried for the UFC. It seems like they're making all of the wrong moves. And Bellator seems like they're making all of the right moves at this point in time. And don't get it twisted. Only time is going to tell. Only time will tell. But at this present moment in time, I'm, I'll put my foot on it. Bellator will in the next five years surpass the UFC. In global acclaim. If the UFC does not change their ways. So that's why this fight this weekend is so important. As much as dollars want Conor to win, you can see that the UFC wants Conor to win because they believe, and it is, it's true, Conor McGregor is good for business, he's great for business. But is he him winning this fight with all the power that he's getting? Is it good for business long term? Khabib winning this match tonight might be better long term. But I digress. Let's go ahead and jump into what happened this week in the weigh ins. I sat around all day yesterday and I made a point to go ahead and watch the weigh in show. Watch what ESPN had to say. Watch what UFC had to say. See if anybody missed weight. And you know what? Salute to everybody involved. Everybody's team. All the fighters. Everybody for UFC 229 made weight. Everybody aside from Sean O'Malley, who was scheduled to be on the card, is actually going to be on the card. Thank the MMA gods that this actually happened. Thank goodness that we actually have an intact fight card of this magnitude, man. These are the fight cards that go ahead and bump the UFC and MMA up to a different stratosphere, simply because it actually has the allure and and the and the and the gusto and the the pop culture appeal. And I'll talk about the pop culture appeal soon, because honestly, I still don't believe it has that in comparison to some of the other ones. In comparison to the McGregor-Floyd card from last year. In comparison to the New York card two years ago with McGregor and Eddie Alvarez. I don't even think it has that much allure at this present moment in time. Pop culture. But. It's still there. So. The weigh-ins happened. All fighters make weight. Khabib, the 155-pound champ, in my opinion, made a real big statement. He was the first man on the scale, 9 a.m. sharp. Ugh. Right there. First on the scale, 155 pounds on the dot. You got to love it. He's been making a point that he is doing everything on his time and on his terms. Thursday was supposed to be the big press conference. I was waiting to talk about it with you guys. I was. I couldn't wait. But what happened? Connor showed up 35 and was 40 minutes late. Khabib showed up on time. 3 p.m. sharp. Las Vegas standard time. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> 3 p.m. Las Vegas time. buddy's there. He takes questions for 15 minutes. Pieces out. Kind of shows up about 15 minutes later. He does his thing. Stays for about 30. Talks trash. And does everything. But. So they each had their moments in that press conference. Khabib had his moment by showing I'm not doing the you're not in control. I'm in control. So him going out there and weighing in first put pressure on everybody else, especially Conor McGregor. It's pretty dope. It's really smart on his part to show I don't care what it's you have I'm not living my life based on you. You're not dictating what I'm doing. That's what uh, Khabib did to Conor. And I love it. Conor did well too. He threw his jabs and he's going to, you know, have that bravado and be loud and obnoxious and all that cool stuff. It's a dope thing. That's what he does. And he's incredible at it. That's why so many people love Conor McGregor. Shit, I love Conor McGregor. I'm critical of him, but I'm critical of him of the extracurricular activities that he does outside the cage that affect him inside and other individuals you're not bigger than the game man I want you to get your money but at the end of the day I don't want you to take money out of anybody else's pockets I want you to elevate the sport itself that's what I'm critical of Connor. in the cage you know it you guys have listened listen to episode 32 Episode 32, I give my entire analysis of Conor McGregor. I had an entire soliloquy of what I actually thought Conor McGregor is capable of. You should go and check that out if you haven't. So, dude is incredible. They go out there, they weigh in. Khabib weighs in first, beautiful. Beautiful. All the other fighters trickle in. Conor McGregor eventually shows up about an hour left into the the early weigh-ins. So I guess he ends up showing up about, it had to be around 10 o'clock Vegas time. He's in there for about 20 seconds, comes in, crushes it. Honestly, it looks incredible. They both did. They both looked very healthy on the scale. You didn't see them like, coming in struggling of any way, shape, or form. They both came in, looked very healthy and lean. So they're both ready to fight. You can tell that they both took this very seriously. Co-main event, Tony Ferguson, Anthony Pettis also go ahead and show up way in. Looked a little dicey for Pettis for a second. Tony... Looks great, looks in great, you know, spirits. It was awesome. So that happens. Ceremonial weigh-ins come the evening. And I always enjoy watching this because this is where you get to see, in my opinion, the real feeling. You, you get to see the jitters. You get to see that energy. And this is the last time we're going to see Khabib and Conor face off before the actual fight. So I was excited, super excited. Place is buzzing, sold out. 10,000 people coming to see a 15 minute weigh in. Obviously, there are more Conor fans. They're doing all their Irish chants and jigs and anything else that they're doing. But it was great. Just ridiculous energy in the building. I loved it. I really did. Time comes for the main event guys to to get up there. Weigh-ins were interesting. Derek Lewis and Alexander Volkov got to pushing and shoving a little bit. Tony Ferguson went out there, was dancing. Anthony Pettis looked great. He looked very stoic and ready to fight. Here comes the main event. Kind of comes out all the bravado. He's yelling. He got his skivvies on. He does his patented scream and yell and he's talking trash. Super animated like he always does. Khabib comes out with the hat on. Can't think of the name of the hat. I want to call it like a hopper or something like that. But I've been doing it a disservice. Sorry to my Dagestani uh, people listening. <laughs> Dagestani, should I say. But Khabib comes in looking super confident. Doesn't even take his shirt off when he jumps on the scale. Jumps on a scale. Walks directly to Conor McGregor. Beelines to McGregor. Puts a fist. Extended out directly to Connor's face, Dana White standing in the middle, looking like he's just sweating bullets. He's looking nervous, doesn't know what's gonna happen. He's also selling the show. Don't get it twisted. McGregor is animated. Dana's telling them not to make contact. Khabib is looking stoic. Conor has just this, like, intense energy of a a crazed man. Dana's telling him not to touch. Conor, all of a sudden, after he says, he's I'm not going to touch him, I'm not going to touch him, he slaps down Khabib's hand. The last time I saw Conor act like this before a match... Was, I believe, UFC 205 or was it? No, no, I'm sorry. UFC 289 when he competed against Nate Diaz for the first time. Remember, he punched his hand. You can tell Conor was a little bit the one that was a little bit more agitated. So if history shows me anything, it's showing me that Conor might be a little bit overly emotional in comparison to Khabib. So it seems like Khabib might have... Switch gears a little bit and actually got into Connor's head. Look, both of these guys are great. They're both going to compete. But when it's all said and done, it does seem like Khabib actually got into Connor's head just as much as Connor got into Khabib's. So what's going to go ahead and happen? We're going to find out tonight. I can't wait. Um, I'm excited. Both men seem confident. Everybody seems healthy. And with that being said... This is Serge Vicente, and that's our show for today. Thank you so much for joining me on episode 33 of the Fight Podcast. We'll be right back here probably um, early in the week or Sunday after the, the fight so that we can go ahead and break down what actually happened. We will be able to see either A, Conor McGregor is the biggest sports star in the world, or it's Khabib time. We will find out... Within 24 hours I can't wait to break the fight down for you Um, And again This is Serge Vicente And the Fight Podcast is brought to you Each and every week by Sage Eats Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep And fitness mentoring Sign up for Sage Eats At www.sageeatschicago.com Apply promo code FIGHT For 20% off your first 3 months Remember to follow the Fight Podcast On all social media platforms At the Fight Podcast Follow me me at Serge Vicente support the show by checking me out on the fightpodcast.com purchase merch today thank you again for listening this is episode 33 I am Serge Vicente and you are listening to the fight podcast I will see you next time peace out